They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 12.15 Club. It is me, Ariel, here on the mic, joined as always by Eric the Big German, who is mocking me right now, um, making little faces that I don't appreciate. There's nothing Uh, little about my face. (laughs) Marvin, that's true. Marvin the Prince. Uh, Dylan, the graphics guy, and we're joined by Weeks, our cameraman, the uh, star of is Weeks getting fired today. Weeks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for spending some time with us after the show today. Yeah, no problem. I don't get it enough during this show. (laughs) The first topic I want to hit, and it's been something that's been bothering me all week long, and you guys have heard me go on and on about it, is the the tofu situation with McLovin. I thought it was extremely selfish of him to even bring up the idea to do uh, tofu. Like, does he not realize that there's other people here? It's Meat Friday. Like, the point of Meat Friday is to eat meat. And then he tried to cover it up because I brought it up to him earlier in the the week. And I had messaged him and said, this is the worst decision that anybody has ever made on this show, including my corner shot. And he said, oh, I did, you know, suggest sausages. But... I think I think it was too late. He was already way too far down the road at this point to uh, cover himself or even make an excuse for himself. Don't I thought it was a solid pick. Why not? Uh, I'm with Mario here. I think I mean, at a base level, the name of the Evander segment is Meat Friday. Tofu is very obviously not meat. But I guess I think I respect as, you know, a person who's lives a pretty healthy lifestyle myself these days. <clears throat> uh, I, uh, I can respect what McLovin's trying to do. He was even, if you're watching the show, he was getting a little uh, stretching yoga in at the uh, second to last break, I think. <laughs> so I can, I can respect that aspect. But uh, otherwise, it's just stupid. Eric? I will say I think I might be the, one of the only people on 1215 that actually ate a full piece of the tofu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually was good. But the reality is, like, if you're going to eat, here's the way I feel about it. And look, I'm probably the least healthy. I'm definitely the least healthy uh, in this, at least weight wise. I'm, I'm the most, I'm the heaviest, right? So um, I guess take this with a grain of salt. But from my perspective, like, if I'm going to have tofu or if I'm going to, have a salad or if I'm going to do something that's lighter, then I don't want to drench it in poison sauce and soy sauce and sugar and all the other stuff that was. And by the way, it was great. And like, you know, you got that smoky flavor and like it was all good. But like I would just assume have two broths as opposed to because like calorically, it's got to be pretty close. It ends up being a wash health wise. It's like it's like the like Beyond Meat stuff and stuff like that. It's like it's not meat but it's not necessarily any healthier from that standpoint yeah i mean if we're gonna if you're gonna take in all those calories just make some burn ends let's just go all the way with it you know if you're gonna tofu burn ends yeah no not tofu let's just eliminate tofu from meat friday forever and i think i can get dan to uh, get in on that no more tofu ever and i think mclovin should be excluded from ever deciding a meat friday menu ever again I think he should lose all privileges after what happened today. Weeks, 
you actually liked the tofu or you're on board with the selection. Walk me through your logic. I mean, I don't think you're going to convince me or change my mind at this point, but why? Well, I got flamed a couple weeks ago for having the audacity to have some broccoli, a little bit of pork loin, some deviled eggs, which apparently some people thought were hot. Um, I mean, people do not forget at the Dan Patrick show. So the best I can hope for is for McLovin to put something like tofu on the menu and have, you know, me reach at least the back burner of choosing a meat Friday. That's somewhat healthy, but, uh, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I like tofu. I like, I eat a lot of Asian food. I was down with it. I didn't think it was a good choice, but, uh, I mean, apparently that people didn't think mine was a good choice. So it's all good. It's I think meal. Why can I we think, complain? I think you're a hundred percent let off the hook. I mean, you at least had like the star of your meal that you chose was pork tenderloin, which was very good. And then as somebody who's trying to be healthy, you threw a little bit of broccoli in there, which I really appreciated. Um, and I thought it was altogether a great selection. It probably wouldn't have been my first selection or, you know, I probably wouldn't have gone with that, but I thought after it was done, it, it worked out well. Weeks. I, I do think it's funny that in this period of time, and I know you guys have talked about your weight loss challenge on the podcast a bit, that we've had two just like remotely healthy dishes reach Meat Friday, and there has been like a full-on coup regarding them, even amongst this weight loss challenge. <laughs> Eric? Yeah, I'm not like... I actually appreciated what you made and I was very surprised uh, not that you made it, but that you uh, participated and you selected. Um, I was surprised at how much flack you got weeks because everyone here with the exception of Paul, everyone here is like on a, well, I guess maybe Fritzy too, but is on a health kick. I mean, Dan's life is a health kick. He's always changing. From, yeah. His lifestyle. He's always changing from one health thing. To, and he eats like two pounds of broccoli a day right? Like he eats a lot of broccoli. So I was surprised that he was saying that. And um, McLovin, I mean, the funny thing about McLovin is that like he says he's eats healthy. And again, I'm the overweight guy here calling skinny people unhealthy, but like he eats like six plates of whatever he eats. Like he eats an immense amount of food. <laughs> and so like, I just like, it was just kind of surprising that, that he would call you out on that. And like, it's not like you didn't select pork. Like I think McLovin, like you know, you still had a meat on your on your menu. McLovin had no meat. I mean, we forced him to put the brats on there. He wants to say he revisionist revisionist history. He wants to say that he had elected for that, but I know Dan was the one that forced him to do it. Um, so he's taking full credit for that. Full credit. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, other than Dan was the one that forced that that thing to happen. So, um, but no, I, look, weeks. I don't know why people gave you crap. Uh, like, I understand the on air part of it, right? Because like, ultimately, it's content and it's good, and it just gives us a little quick little storyline. But like, the off air crap that you got was the most surprising. Weeks. Uh, first of all, I, I want to say that I have uh, never been surprised by the amount of crap I've received for anything. <laughs> Starting the show, I think, uh, you know, the ceiling is pretty high on that one. But I was surprised that, like, the fans took it personally. Like, I kind of thought there was just a little bit of, like, secondhand. Like, they lived through us a little bit, but obviously there's no smell of vision. Like, there's no, like, they can't taste it. They're just kind of like, they, it, it, people were upset 
about both of these Meat Fridays. People were deeply upset. And that was a little bit of a shocker to me. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't upset with yours. Like I said, it wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, and I, I feel like the fans weren't that upset with your decision. They're, like I said, there's a couple outliers where, oh, there's greens or there's vegetables there. So it may get, you know, some people going. But today was uncalled for. Today, there's no excuse for and anything that McLovin got back. We actually, this caller called in today. I want you guys to, to listen back to this. I kind of agree with the uh, the flack that he gave him. Uh, Chris in Phoenix. Hi, Chris. As I sit here in my DP show gear, T-Bone steak, meat Friday t-shirt, I can't help but feel like McLovin deserves a wheel of punishment for his tofu suggestion. I know he won fair and square the right to pick the menu, yep. but he guaranteed the Lakers, who have the GOAT and LeBron James, that they beat the Suns. I mean, it wasn't so extraordinary <laughs> that he should get to commit DP show treason. Love what you and the boys do. Uh, keep it up. Roll Tide. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I mean, he may have been a little bit harsh, and I know after the segment was over and we wanted to break, McLovin came out, and he was like, wow, that guy was a little bit harsh. But, I mean, if you're going to throw tofu on a meat Friday menu – you got to be ready just for about anything, and you can't be that pissed off about it. Bill? I mean, if Weeks had, say, picked tofu, for example, for his, I don't know if he would still be here. That's a good point. And I think that would have been uh, an extermination with purpose. Like, I think that that's something right. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get exterminated. <laughs> exterminated. <laughs> Exterminated with cause. <laughs> Weeks, you participated in the calendar shoots this week. Um, so we're in the midst of shooting our 2022 calendar. If you haven't already on the newsletter, you can find uh, a link where you can be a part of our calendar on your birthday. We have a lot of them filled up, but there's still plenty that can be uh, filled. So send in your birthdays. Make sure you're sending a picture of yourself in Dan Patrick show gear. And if we have that date available, I will get you in there. Um, but you're shooting the guys weeks. How did that go? There was some, I heard some nudity. There was some makeup in there. What was the most shocking part of these calendar shoots? Uh, these were less, these were less shocking. You know, they're doing a really creative thing. They're recreating all these album covers. Um, it's really interesting. They're, I, I'm really surprised at just their dedication to it. I think the shocking side of it for them was a changing room in the back. And I've been a part of this. I worked in the fashion industry before this. So it's like having people like put an outfit on, take a bunch of photos, change right there, put another, like put another outfit on new makeup, take a bunch more photos is totally normal. But you know, these guys, they haven't done a lot of like magazine shoots. You know, there isn't like, there was no like L or like, uh, you know, Vogue uh, issue where they brought in all the guys from the Dan Patrick show. So this was like a new thing. Usually we do one month, one day, it's just one guy and it's all dedicated. And this was really an assembly line. And so there's a lot of just getting in and out of towels and, you know, getting in and out of makeup. And I think that's what was very shocking for the guys as far as nudity. I, it's going to be a little more understated. There isn't going to be any uh, seat in turkey months that are going to make you say like, ah, you know, let's, uh, let's just uh, stay on October for this month. Eric, you look like you're uh, opposing to that. 
Well, I just, I, I just kind of want to educate weeks. Um, this is not how we sell calendars <laughs> to our male dominant audience. We need to leave the imagination open as to the amount of nudity that's going on. Come on, weeks. How long have you been working here? This is ridiculous. Well, we have yet to shoot the, the big shot. The hammer. Which- Right, yeah, that's what I'm hammer. saying. You were just saying that there's not going to be a seat in, uh, sausage moment, and it's, oh, there's okay. going to be a sausage off. All right, fair enough. There will be a lot of people have already put it together because our, you know, we have very intelligent listeners. It takes a high level of intellect to appreciate our show. So people, a lot of people have read into it and figure out what the uh, what the calendar shoot that he is doing regarding a pool is, knowing his musical tastes. That's coming next week. But I'm just saying a lot of the nudity was um, getting in and out of things. But there's there's great stuff. It, if you're a music lover, you're going to love all the callbacks. And, I mean, you're right. Nudity is a big part of this. The reason I wanted to do this is because we were thinking back to the video of Todd's car wash, which is one of the most underappreciated moments in the show's history. Seeing our maintenance man uh, spray Todd in the face with a hose cigarette in his mouth todd's bent over a mercedes i mean that sold that sold some cars i I, we've talked to mercedes (laughs) they've said that sold a few hundred thousand cars immediately after that video came out is that accurate eric yeah i mean i think that's part of the chip shortage that's going on right it was just there was such a just an amazing number of vehicles sold (laughs) after that uh lasted no i always laugh like i don't know about you guys i think we all kind of grew up in different scenarios but um, I grew up like my parents, we, whenever we would take the car to the mechanic, it was like a small shop with a couple of bays. It was a local guy. And they always had like a calendar in the corner that like, you know, at five or eight years old, it was like, I don't know if, I don't even remember if she was nude or like a bathing suit model, but there was always like this, like kind of guy, like, you know, calendar that growing up always was in the corner. And I just imagine like now like if that same if i went in now as a six or seven year old guy and it was like seaton's turkey picture or like todd <laughs> over like it's kind of funny to think about where these calendars end up you know it's kind of funny to think about weeks you're shooting all the behind the scenes pictures or uh, videos of these calendar shoots is there going to be anything maybe not to top todd's uh, mercedes with eric's brother our maintenance guy but is there going to be anything along those lines that uh we can look forward to um i mean this this one is art it really is like uh they're they're putting it together it's not just um it's not just like the theme of the month it's really there's an idea behind each one of them and there's a lot more uh interviews and a little nuggets and snippets and so it'll it'll be a great way to just experience a piece of the calendar i know for last year we tried to keep the calendar under wraps a little bit and let it be something that was really like revealed to the people. And uh, we're just trying to, I don't want to give anything away, but we're just trying to give a good behind the scenes look that gives you a sense of like the thought that goes into it. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a very different feel this behind the scenes because it's a very different calendar. So those will be out in uh, November, I think Dan said, November, November, December for you guys to purchase in uh, for, for Christmas, Christmas gifts. We look forward to putting those out uh, next on the docket, Todd's Limerick. So I had a situation this morning and I'll let you guys behind the scenes for a second where Dan asked me if I've been putting Todd's Limericks in the newsletter. 
Uh, and Todd's been doing them like every single day. I don't know if it's that Dan's encouraging them. He's not getting as bashed at this point for doing them. Um, but I don't think I put yesterday's in because I resp- as I responded to Dan, I said, I do not want to put the viewers through the misery that Todd's been putting you guys through. Um, and he kind of seemed like he was a little bit disappointed. Have Todd's Limericks gotten any better? Did I miss anything? Um, somebody enlighten me, Eric. Um, those longtime viewers of 1215 Club know I was very triggered last week, similar to how Mario was today about uh, McLovin's tofu. But um, no, I, I think we got a limerick, at least one limerick per day. And I think we had two different callers ca- call in this week with limericks, right? And yep. Ryan and Hololu called in, called in with two separate limericks on two separate days. And then I think another caller had one too. Um, it's a lot of limericks for me. I think the guy who called in other than Ryan didn't understand the A, A, B, B, A rhyming uh, portion of it. But um, yeah, I, look, I, I, I kind of said my piece last week, but no, they have not improved in my opinion. I still don't understand what we're doing. I don't know what they accomplish, especially like, what, what was that? Was that Monday show or Tuesday? One, one of the shows this week, like, we, it was super high energy. Like the first segment, you never really know. Like, is it going to be newsy? What kind of stuff are they going to talk about? Is it going to be goofy? And it was super goofy. And then all of a sudden, Todd's like, I have a limerick from the game last night. And it was just like a nails on a chalkboard just stopped everything. <laughs> it and was like, dude, read the room. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Actually, Todd. So Todd was out today. He sent me a limerick that he put together during his timeout. Would you guys like me to read it? I have it pulled up right here. Not all at once, guys. <laughs> so it goes. And I think this is a response to, uh, I don't know what this is necessarily a response to, but he goes, there was a young gal named Jenny who I once considered a tenny, broke this golden boy's heart, was no debt do us part. I'm sure her regrets are now many. So I guess he sent this to Dan so Dan could read it as, as his self. Um, I still don't think it was very good weeks. So here's the thing is that like the sports names and the mock headlines are bad, but that's good. Like they're a lot of fun. Sometimes we'll joke about them like behind the scenes. If something's going on, we'll like make little jokes about mock headlines. And it's just like, there's movement. Sometimes the segment will just be like ending mm-hmm. and Todd will like throw something in. And it'll be like, oh, my God, this is a new segment now. There is all of a sudden we go to break like 10 minutes late because Todd says something that cannot be ignored. Like it has to be addressed. And somehow these limericks are just good enough to grind everything to a halt. Like they're 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 competent. But that makes it far worse because then there's nothing for anyone to do off of them. Like Eric said this week, I just don't know. They're kind of like non sequiturs. I just don't know where we go from them. Nobody's making fun of him off of them. Um, they're just childlike. I, I don't know. Eric? I just find it fascinating that Ryan is in Todd's head so much that he's dealing with his wife who's going through medical procedures and like emergent health issues. And he's a consuming the show, which, okay, whatever. And B he felt the need to write a rebuttal 
like a rap battle and then send it in. <laughs> like I just like it's amazing that <laughs> Ryan did. is holding that much space in Todd's head. Yeah, I mean, I think Ryan has kind of added a certain level of anxiety to Todd doing these things that he's just trying at any point just to one up him once. And it doesn't seem like the guys are going to let up on it. And that may be done purposely. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard that, but I think that the guys may not let up just to purposely kind of put that little fear into Todd. Marv? You literally took everything I was about to say. Definitely, even if Todd came up with the funniest, most clever limerick you could ever think of, they're never going to give him that type of uh, love, especially over Ryan with the accent and the enthusiasm that he puts into you know, his limericks. Absolutely not. They're not going to show Todd love like that. Eric? Also, like, when's the last time you thought about a limerick, right? Like, I mean, after school, like... So we like I'm waiting for like a plaque from the Limerick Association of America. There's like a thank you for bringing this back into pop culture or something like that. Right. Because like, like, you know, like no one's thought about Limericks. Like, like poetry is just not part of normal culture, at least in the world that I live. Except for here. That, that's a good point. I was thinking about that today. Like at what age or what grade did they teach you how to write a Limerick? And then you never used it again. But Todd, it just goes to show you. <laughs> how his mind works that he's still thinking of limericks and how to incorporate them into his job as a 50 year old. He doesn't understand how email works. I can assure you of that, but he does know how to write iambic pentameter. Bill. Well, and Eric, which of those is really more useful? Um, Right. Right. Um, I mean, when I think of limericks, I just think of the man from Nantucket. That's about my only, uh, my only exposure to limericks prior to hearing Todd belt them out on the show. But uh, I think if Todd just does an accent, it might up his stock a little bit with the uh, with the crew. Yeah, but if he does an accent, he's going to pronounce something wrong, which is going to in turn rhyme something wrong. Like pork. And then, and then he's never going to hear the end of it. What did he try rhyming wrong this week? They jumped Atlanta banter. Was it? Yeah, it was about Trey Young. Atlanta. Week. It was Atlanta, and he's he's from Brooklyn. Like I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. I've known a lot of people who just say Atlanta. Grew up in Brooklyn. Like that's the way they would normally say it. And he still stumbled over it. I'm like, you got to have an uncle who just said Atlanta that way, unprompted. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, I don't think they're gonna end. Like I said, Dan wants me to put every single one in the newsletter going forward. Um, so I will do that. Apologies in advance. For anybody who you know is re- out there reading the newsletter, if you haven't supri- subscribed, go to danpatrick.com. Bottom right-hand corner, you can find a little email sign-up. You can sign up there and get it daily, just a recap of the entire show from today. Uh, Dill? I think an interesting side storyline to the, this that tied into the newsletter and the limericks going on there, there would be, will Mario spell all of the words in the limericks correctly? All I do is copy and paste them. So Todd sends them to me. And I copy and paste them. I oh, I thought you had to write them, like just rewrite them out. No, I just copy and paste them right into the newsletter, and I just right. let them add ers where necessary. It's exactly it's exactly how Todd sent straight it to from me. the horse's mouth. So if he uh, if he spells something wrong or he spells it a certain way that's not supposed to be spelled that way, I'm leaving it just like that. Do you not think that you will get the flack for that, though? I probably will, but this will be my excuse. And I will point back to this piece of audio 
uh, if I do get some flat. You got the documents right here. I've got the documents. Last thing on the docket, Eric, Dan's brother was with you, or he was visiting today the studio. Um, He was sitting with you in the control room. How much different or similar is he to Dan? With Chu. Um, It was very, it's interesting. It was the first time seeing Dan and his brother in the room together. I've met his brother maybe on the road once um, some event. I, oh, probably at the Phoenix Super Bowl because he lives in Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, listening to them joke, I mean, they are, they're both very quick witted and, uh, and very uh, similar <laughs> senses of humor. So there was a couple like quick lines that happened talking about a couple of the people that were in the clips and stuff. But um, for the most part, it was a little bit. So he is, uh, he runs like three or four radio stations um, in Phoenix and, so I kind of felt like I don't I didn't think it was a setup, but I was like I kind of was on my best behavior, right? Like the boss's mm-hmm. brother was in the control room with me, so it was a little <laughs> bit um I was like, Oh, I don't want the report to be like, Oh, you know, he's goofing. But then like I couldn't help myself. We were still we were making jokes about salmon and all kinds of other stuff, and it was just like um you know, I, I just was like, well, it is what it is. It's out there. And, and if Dan wants to talk about it, we can talk about <laughs> hey, it. You know, salmon, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, the smell of it is it's wild, rough, especially after a week. Um, yeah, he's really tall. I didn't expect him to be that tall. Like Dan's a pretty tall guy, but his brother has him by two or three inches, right? Probably more like 30. Three inches. <laughs> we have off on Monday. Anybody doing anything? Who's traveling the furthest? Weeks. Weeks, where are you going? I'm going to uh, a little small town in New York. I have a family cabin up there, you know. Um, probably uh, just do a few walks, maybe a little canoeing. You know, Any, some anybody else, stuff. Can anybody else beat that as far as distance? Not what you're Might doing. Might go one street over from where I live. That's it. Dylan, distance. I don't care what you're doing, just the distance. Vegas. Oh, all right. Yeah, it looks like Dylan's got him beat. By that I mean Pennsylvania. <laughs> Marv, are you leaving your general vicinity of your town? Nope. I'll be in my bedroom and I may walk down the steps, ignore everyone in my house. And that's it. It's gonna be pretty like dumpy weather. So Yeah, it's not it's not gonna be good for like being the first Memorial Day weekend in a year. Uh, uh, Mario, what are you uh, what are you doing for it? I'm sure everyone is. <laughs> Mario just said being the first yeah. Memorial Day in a year. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long year without a Memorial. Dude, Day. it's almost like it was like exactly a year ago. Yeah, but last, last year Memorial we were in the Day. middle of a pandemic. So we oh, we're all like, that's what I meant. Oh, what are you missing? I, after the I said, theater, I kicked myself. Concerts, right, that's all Memorial folks. Day. We haven't had a Memorial Day in a full year. You know what? I realized on Halloween, like we hadn't had Halloween in like a year. <laughs> like a whole year, right? Like 365 days. Yeah. Um, I'm shot. I'm so... shot. <laughs> you know what I meant? I meant we didn't get to celebrate Memorial Day last year because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Things are thankfully opening up now a little bit more. So, all right. Can you guys just lay off? Jeez. No. All right, that's all we got this week for the 1215 Club. Thank you, Weeks, for joining us. For Eric the Big German, Bill the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince, myself, Ariel. Have a good and safe Memorial Day weekend, everybody. We will catch you next week.